Hey, all you love birds. Welcome back to another episode of Fun on Weekdays podcast. I'm your host, Jenna Palak. And if you haven't figured it out by now, today's episode is all about Valentine's Day. A dreaded holiday by many, whether you're in a relationship, single, or you're going through it right now with some heartbreak, I think Valentine's Day comes with a lot of pressure and a lot of expectations. So I want to talk about it today. I want to remind you that Valentine's Day is just another weekday. It is one of 365 days of the year. And for whatever reason, Hallmark decided, let's put all of the pressure onto everyone to show their utmost love and appreciation for their partners today. And although we should expect that love and appreciation every day of the year, Valentine's Day comes with a lot higher expectations. The post on social media, the gift, the date, the sex. Sorry, mom and dad, if you're listening to this, just don't. (laughs) But when you create such high expectations, it leaves a lot of room for disappointment. When I think about Valentine's Day, it's kind of similar to New Year's Eve. You have such high expectations that's going to be this crazy night. You're going to go to an awesome party. You're going to wear an awesome outfit, look the hottest you've ever been. You're going to hook up with your ex-boyfriend, hopefully not. And how often can we say that the reality of your night has actually lived up to the expectations? For me, it's very close to zero. The years that I've had the most fun on New Year's Eve are the years that I've had zero expectations, that I just let life happen, go with the flow. I don't force plans and I celebrate however I want to versus however I see everyone else celebrating. And I think we can say the same about Valentine's Day, especially with social media. I feel like now we have this telescope into people's relationships that we never got to see before years and years ago. When Instagram was first popping off, I think I was in like eighth grade. And at the time I was in my first like relationship, I was 14 years old and it was the most common thing ever to flex your I hate the fact that I just said flex, but it's true. Um, You would flex the gift that you got from your boyfriend. Like I specifically remember a photo that I have very overly filtered with my Vera Bradley bag that he got me and my... He got me a Mally's chocolate bar and um, an infinity heart necklace. You all know the ones. We all had it. We all had an infinity necklace or ring or bracelet on our Winello account at some point. And if it wasn't an infinity heart necklace, it was probably a clotter ring. Although those I am still a fan of. So from as long as I can remember that social media has been around, it's been a normal thing that you show off the gift that you're given on Valentine's Day. And it's almost as if in our minds, if someone doesn't share it, it's like it doesn't exist because why wouldn't you want to share it? But it's like this really weird relationship to wanting to share things about your life because part of it is just trying to prove or trying to validate to others. And I think that's what a lot of Valentine's Day has kind of become about. It's less about the intimate moment. There's so much focus on getting your partner a really nice gift or what they're going to get you. There's so much focus on going on a really nice romantic date and feeling super connected and intimate with each other. If it's maybe your first Valentine's Day together, there's this really high expectation because it's your first holiday celebrating it together. So it's kind of setting the tone for all of the years to follow. There's an expectation that your partner is going to post a really long sappy thing or something sentimental about you on social media. There's maybe an expectation that you're going to have a really nice night together intimately and you're going to wear your sexy lingerie that you bought specifically for the night. But when things don't go as it's kind of planned in your mind, you can set yourself up for disappointment. And especially when you are looking at other people who are maybe celebrating a certain way or giving certain gifts 
or posting certain things about each other to compare yourself to them. Valentine's Day is probably the most common outwardly show of love. I don't know if that's grammatically correct, but isn't it kind of weird that if people are in a relationship, then we just expect them to post about each other on Valentine's Day. But then if they don't post about each other on Valentine's Day, we're like, did they break up? And then you're going through their feed and you're like, wait, the last time they posted together was in 2022 in November. So maybe they broke up at Thanksgiving. And then we like overanalyze things and we compare our relationship to other people. We compare how frequently they post, what the photo is that they post. We compare the captions. It's like, it can't be too short because then it means that they didn't put enough thought into it and it's not sentimental enough or personal enough. But then if it's too personal, it's like, okay, we don't need a whole long paragraph about all of the highs and lows and the triumphs and challenges you guys have gone together. It's been like four months, babe, (laughs) relax. So it's just like, we look at the posts that are made on Valentine's day. And sometimes we allow social media to validate a relationship. And we also in turn allow it to invalidate our own when we're comparing. So if you're single right now, or you're going through a breakup and you're looking at people who are posting about their relationship right now, you may be comparing yourself to them, or you may be comparing them to your previous relationship. Or if you're in a relationship right now, you might be comparing yourself to the couple that just got engaged today or is getting married today. There's a saying that comparison is the thief of joy. This isn't a secret. Everyone already knows this and everybody has probably been guilty of it at some point. But as you're scrolling through social media today, just remind yourself that everything you're seeing is a highlight reel. These couples are not going to post about the argument that they had last week about who's washing the dishes or who's doing the laundry. They're not going to show a screenshot of them arguing back and forth with each other on a night that they got in a fight. People aren't going to post the things that they're struggling with within their relationships. So as you're looking at these photos and videos or reading captions, just remind yourself that that no relationship is as picture perfect as it may seem. Comparison is kind of inevitable when all of Valentine's Day is basically like every single person in the world that's in a relationship is it's their birthday. You know, when everyone's reposting like the 10 things that their friends posted, happy birthday, happy birthday on their story. Well, on Valentine's day, it's like everyone's expected to post about their relationship. So it's kind of hard to escape. And as somebody who's in a relationship, like I see both sides, trust me. When I had just gone out of my relationship for a long time, Valentine's Day is a difficult day. Any type of holiday for that fact. When you have specific moments with someone that you used to be with and you're tapping through everybody else's highlight reel, it kind of pulls you into this mode where you're searching through your own highlight reel and you're thinking of all the highlights in your last relationship. And it's easy to think about all the good memories versus like why you broke up. And I am no relationship expert here. Trust me, I'm not gonna be writing any type of book anytime soon. I think in order to write a book about love with no actual relationship credentials, you're supposed to be on The Bachelor first. (laughs) No shade. So for anyone who's listening to this episode right now, and you're not in a relationship or you're struggling right now coming out of a relationship, I think the best thing that you can do is devote your day to yourself. And I know that's so cliche and it's so much easier said than done. And as someone who's in a relationship right now, you might be like, of course you can say that because you have a boyfriend. So I totally get it. But I have never once regretted spending a night with my girlfriends. I have never once regretted doing a face mask or taking care of my hair or taking a bath, drinking a bottle of wine while I watch a show on Netflix. I've never once regretted doing anything for myself. But you know what I have regretted is texting an ex-boyfriend on a holiday where I'm missing him and I'm letting my emotions speak more than my actual like 
head. So if you're in that position right now and you're missing someone and you're thinking about reaching out to them, please don't do it because you're going to regret it. I think the most powerful thing that you can possibly be is silently thriving. If you're thinking about texting your ex right now and reaching out, I want you to open up your notes app on your phone and I want you to type out every single emotion that you possibly have. I want you to give them the life update that you would. If you haven't talked to them in six months, tell them everything. And you're going to type this message to your ex-boyfriend, quote unquote, in your notes app, and you're never going to send it anywhere. It's going to live in your notes app. Anytime I ever felt like I had all these words and emotions that I wanted to get out, I realized that reaching out was only keeping myself from moving on and actually like healing. And so I started doing this kind of as an outlet because I felt like every time I would reach out and I didn't get the response that I wanted, I would be really upset and disappointed because I had an expectation that like maybe he'd come around. And when that didn't happen, I just regretted sending those messages. So if you put them in your notes app, it allows you to release all of that energy. And it also allows you an opportunity to look back on what you're going to say months down the line and be so happy that you never hit send. I cannot even open my notes app anymore. I don't think I have the messages. I'd have to look, but they are so deep in the archives because I looked back at them like a year later and I was so embarrassed. I was like, this is so fucking dramatic of me. So dramatic. I'm so glad that I never texted him. But I've definitely been there where I have used a holiday like Valentine's Day or Groundhog's Day or President's Day. Just kidding on the last two. But I've used holidays or an anniversary or a birthday as an excuse to reach out to someone and it's all it's ever done is just like kind of hurt me more and disappoint me more. So if you're feeling like that today, type it in the notes app. Macy's has the best PJs for a cozy night in, flowers for a date night out, candy and chocolates to treat yourself, and handbags to celebrate Galentine's. Find the most sought after gifts from Macy's favorite brands like Kate Spade, New York, coach and don't forget to treat yourself this valentine's day you deserve a delightful new fragrance new self-care beauty products or beautiful jewelry again that's macy's.com forward slash gift finder and my page at macy's.com forward slash f-o-w I also just hosted a Galentine's Day party in Nashville this past weekend, which by the way, was so much fun. And thank you to everyone who came. From now on, all of our upcoming Fun on Weekdays events are going to be in my newsletter. So subscribe to that if you haven't. But during the Galentine's Day party, I really wanted to focus on like female energy. And one thing that I think is so interesting about Valentine's Day or Galentine's Day is a group of girls will celebrate Galentine's Day so differently. Some girls will post about Galentine's Day and they'll post something about their friend and their appreciation for them. Some girls will do an elaborate dinner party. Some girls will stay in and they'll cook together. Some girls will give each other gifts and some girls don't. And I don't think we've ever looked at a Galentine's Day celebration and ever invalidated a friendship because of how they celebrated it. But for whatever reason, when we look at a relationship with a man, We can look at whether he posted her or not, whether he took her on a date or not, whether he got her a gift or not as a way to invalidate a relationship romantically. But why is it that a friendship has these different expectations than a relationship? And I don't know the answer for that. I really don't. But it's kind of weird to think about, isn't it? Anyways, one of the things that I did at the Valentine's Day party was we had these note cards and I wanted everyone to sit down and write a letter to a woman in their life, whether it's a friend, a mom, a sister, just literally any female in their life that they look up to and to write them a nice letter about how much they love and appreciate them. 
sign it, give me the envelope and I'm going to send it out to them. It'll be a nice little surprise. Okay. What I struggle with though, and especially when I was going through a heartbreak and I'm feeling lonely is like giving myself love. And that's the number one thing people will always tell you if you're going through it right now is like, you have to date yourself and you have to like give yourself daily affirmations, self-love. And I think sometimes it can be like kind of cheesy that you can't actually do it because you're in your head thinking like this is embarrassing and cheesy and weird. So I had everyone sit down and I kind of gave them a formula for a love letter that they can write to themselves. So they don't have to just come up with anything on the fly because sometimes it's a lot harder to say nice words about yourself than it is about a friend that you like love and admire. So I had everyone write down whatever your introduction is. Hey girly, <laughs> hey queen, surprise, it's me. I had them write down, I had them write down one thing that they love about their character, one thing that they love about their personality, which kind of goes hand in hand, one thing that they love about their physical appearance, one thing that they are proud of about themselves. And I wanted them to think about a goal that they had in life for the upcoming year. And I wanted them to write to themselves about accomplishing the goal in future tense if that makes sense. So let's say my goal this year is to read six books. I would write to myself, I am so proud of you for reading 10 books this year. You are so smart. You're so intelligent. I love your smile, blah, blah, blah. You get the point. Okay. So I had people write this letter to themselves and then to themselves, gosh, I'm really grammatically incorrect today. And then I am planning to send them out just some random time throughout the year as a little reminder to them, almost like a little anonymous love letter. So if you weren't at the Nashville event, that is another thing that you can do today to celebrate Valentine's Day with yourself is to write yourself a love letter. I personally think that a love letter is like the sweetest, most wholesome, thoughtful thing that someone can gift you for Valentine's Day. I could care less about jewelry or an expensive purse or all the materialistic things words to me are so much more valuable than any material gift ever could be which is a reminder for this valentine's day if your partner is not getting you an extravagant gift and you're seeing it all over social media that other people are getting it but you got a really nice heartfelt note that is still a very nice gift you don't have to spend money on valentine's day i think social media makes you think that the more money you spend it means the more thought and planning went into it and the more that someone loves you but again so much of social media is just a highlight reel so much of it is kind of a facade anyways all that to say i think regardless of if you are in a relationship or not everyone feels the comparison and pressure of valentine's day if we loved our partners as much as we're supposed to love them on valentine's day every day of the year, every single weekday, weekend, then I don't think that the pressure and expectation of Valentine's Day would be so high. But it is. And the only thing that you can do is try your hardest to keep yourself from falling into that mindset. So whether it's kind of tuning out of social media for the day or channeling more energy into yourself that actually brings you happiness instead of bringing you down. I hope you all enjoy your Valentine's Day because I love all of you so, so much. And I'm so grateful for all of you. So I wanted to end this podcast on a more positive note. <laughs> and I wanted to share the story of how I knew that I was in love because I know that for a lot of people out there, you're really excited about Valentine's Day and maybe you're talking to someone new or you're being more vulnerable and opening up in ways that you never have before. So when my first boyfriend and I broke up and I was dreading Valentine's Day, I just thought that like there was no way I was gonna find someone that I loved as much. And I think that's why I kept reverting back to like trying to reach out and trying to make it work. And I still had hope that one day things would align for us. But eventually when I stopped putting energy into something that just like wasn't meant for me, other things in life 
came along. So throughout the years, I dated some people. I went on some really bad dates. I had interest in some people, but I never really felt like I'd met someone that I could potentially see myself really with on a serious level. So I met Connor in November of 2021 and we were DMing on TikTok. We always say that we met through LinkedIn, which is like kind of true, but at this point it's more just a it's more for the plot. We actually met because he followed me on TikTok and he messaged me one day and said, hey, do you want to go on a walk today after work? So I was like freaking the fuck out. I'm going through my drawers, like trying to figure out what I'm going to wear. And I ended up going on this walk with him. We talked for like two hours. And I remember thinking to myself like, wow, I actually, I really like him. And I didn't know if he thought it was a date or not. So I didn't really like push the limit or anything. Turns out it was completely platonic. And over the next couple of months, we became better friends. We started hanging out more. We started sharing more about our personal lives with each other, talking about our dating lives and our challenges with people we were trying to see. And they always say that the person that you're meant to be with will come when you least expect it. But I don't know if that's necessarily true because from the moment that I met Connor, I expected that like we could be so great together. And the reason for that was because I just saw his true personality and like I saw who he was to the core. And I just like, I just, I loved him from the moment that we met. I do think that that saying really is true though. So if you are not in a relationship right now and you're feeling like really unmotivated in your dating life, the more energy that you focus into yourself just means the better person that's gonna come along eventually. Because if you want to be in a relationship, you're just going to attract all of the wrong people. You're gonna attract people who also want to be in a relationship like so badly to the point that you're willing to like let go of some things that are on your must have list for someone that you wanna be with in the future. You inevitably kind of lower your standards because of timing. And maybe you don't wanna wait to find somebody who checks every single box because you wanna be in a relationship because you're seeing all these people around you that are in relationships and you're comparing yourself to where you're at. And that's like super natural. I definitely did the same thing. But when I started having more fun just hanging out with my girlfriends was when my my relationship with Connor like actually developed because we were just being ourselves. So I've done an episode before called How to Heartbreak and that was quite a bit ago. And I talked about, you know, like going through a breakup and everything. And I think I mentioned in it before in my first relationship that was like a long-term relationship, I always felt like, I had invested more time and energy and love into the relationship and I was always kind of like insecure of that. I always just felt like I was more into them than they were into me. And so when it came to Connor, I knew that I had feelings for him before he had ever even thought of me as more than a friend. And so that thought of rejection is like absolutely terrifying. It's embarrassing. It's overwhelming. You don't want to be rejected, but it's also this like kind of really exciting time because you're like, well, if I don't put myself out there, then I'll never know. So what happened was we started hanging out more and after a week long trip that we spent together, which still to this day was like so weird. We went on this work trip together to Chicago and then we went to Milwaukee and we had so much fun together just purely as friends. He came over and we were recording a podcast episode together. And you know when things are like still light and airy and like flirty and you're just thinking to yourself like, is he throwing out feelers or am I just in my head? Like it's really exciting at first until it gets to a point where you're like, what the fuck is going on? Can you just tell me straight up how you feel? So we're doing this podcast and someone asked the question about like, is it weird being friends with someone that you care about? Something along those lines. And Connor goes, well, it's weird because Jenna loves me. And then I saw that as an opportunity. I was like, I'm just going to be bold. That's what I've always known to be is just like, be bold, just go for it, whatever you want, like go after it. Cause like the worst thing that can happen is a no. So 
I took the bite and I was like, I do. We go back and forth. He's like, you do, you do what? And I'm like, I do. He's like, you do what? And I'm like, I do love you. And he's like, uh, and you can literally see his Adam's apple like go up and down and his face is flushed red. And he like puts his hand on his like head, kind of pushing his hair back. And I, in that moment was fight or flight. I was like, holy shit. I just laid it all out there. I'm so nervous of rejection. And I pulled back and I was like, as a friend, of course, you know, trying to brush it off. Like it was super smooth, which it wasn't. But in that moment, I feel like I set the ball in his court, which like I hate when a man, when a ball is in a man's court, I love having control. But I feel like in that moment, me sharing my feelings was kind of being in control because there's nothing more powerful than like making the first move. And I stand by that. I think guys also are really attracted to women that are like not afraid to speak their mind and like go after what they want. So after that happens, he goes home that night and he's texting me and he sends me this like really nice text about we had so much fun hanging out together or whatever. I run into Lily's room and I'm freaking out. I'm like, oh my God, what does this mean? Does he, does this mean he likes me? Whatever. I'm, I'm so nervous. And I had this all on recording too. So like I have the first time that I ever said I love him on recording but one thing that people ask me a lot is like how do you know if you're in love versus like you love someone and whenever I do Q&A's on Instagram about like relationship stuff people oftentimes have a hard time identifying like the difference between the two and again I'm not a relationship expert but when I was in love with Connor I knew and I think it's such a cheesy thing to say because that's what a lot of people say is like oh you just know when you're in love But when I said that I loved him for the first time, I loved and cared about him. I valued him. I wanted to hang out with him. I wanted to spend time with him. I genuinely cared for his well-being. Like I, I loved him and you can love a lot of people and you can love your friends. You can love a boy, but to really like, or you can love a girl and to really be in love, that feeling for me was the first time I had felt it since being out of that relationship. And it was very overwhelming. I remember driving to this park on Cesar Chavez. I talk about the damn park all the freaking time. And I would drive there and I would put on sappy music, Parker McCollum, and I would write in my journal about my feelings. And I literally wrote him a letter as if I did when I was writing a letter in my notes app. But this time I actually intended to give the letter to him. And so it was kind of like an interesting shift in my perspective of like writing this letter to someone who was out of my past and like never sending it to him, never telling him how I feel because it just wasn't worth it versus writing down how I'm feeling in the moment with the hope that like someday this person will end up seeing it. So anyways, I feel like I knew that I was in love because I had this overwhelming sense of like giddiness, but it wasn't anxiousness. It was like comfort and warmth which sounds so weird, but when you're in love with someone, I feel like you have the opportunity to be your most vulnerable, truthful, genuine self ever without any fear of judgment, without any fear of rejection. And I was only able to know that I was in love when I felt like it was reciprocated and I felt like I was in an environment where I could really give everything that I had. And so once I knew that I was in love, I mean, I'm writing love letters in the park all the time. And the time that I actually told him I was in love, I said it first again, which is so true to me. Like, I'm not ashamed of that. Anyone who tells you that the guy has to say, I love you first is just, I don't know why you think that. Again, it's the comparison game. You can compare your I love you story to someone else's, but that doesn't invalidate your feelings at all. So obviously if you're feeling that way right now and you're worried that the feeling is not going to be reciprocated, I hope that my little story is 
some good motivation for you that you'll just never know unless you speak your mind and you speak your heart. And sometimes you have to wear your heart on your sleeve in order to know if it'll ever be broken again. And hopefully it won't be broken, but eventually you will meet that person that is right for you. And so if that's not this year, if it's not this Valentine's Day, maybe it's next year. Maybe it's the following. That person is going to come to you when the universe wants that person to come to you. And until then, I really hope that you don't look at social media as a way to measure your value or measure where you're at in life in comparison to others. I'm guilty of it. We're all guilty of it. And this episode is a reminder for myself as well. So like I said, you guys are all my Valentines this year. I love you all so much. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Just a short sweet to the point buy yourself the flowers today go eat some chocolate drink a bottle of wine or two but if you do drink water boy of course and i hope you have the happiest valentine's day filled with lots of love lots of friends and lots of support love you guys talk to you next tuesday 